0: What if I told you that there's a group of people genetically encoded to change the world? Would you think I was crazy? Well, let me ask you a different question. Have you ever felt like you don't fit in with everyone else? And yet at the same time, you feel this intense, almost haunting desire to make the world a better place. If the answer is yes, then I have news for you. You might be one of those genetically encoded people. In this episode, I'm introducing you to my friend and mentor, Alex Sharfin, who has been studying entrepreneurs for decades. And he believes we're the descendants of hunter-gatherers genetically programmed to be loners who take care of our tribe. It's a fascinating theory, completely different. From what everyone else teaches about entrepreneurship. And yet I believe it's true. But don't take my word for it. Listen to the episode for yourself, because if you are one of these people, I think this could be a life changing experience for you, just as Alex's work has been life changing for me. Let's dive in. I'm John Morrow, and this is Breakthrough the Noise. podcast about rising above all the noise out there, all the endless ads and content and notification and get people to pay attention to you. Not just for a moment, not just for one poster video. On this podcast, you'll learn how to create lifelong fans who hang on your every word so you never have to break through the noise again. So, Alex, so great to have you on the show. You and I have known each other for years, but I don't think we've ever gotten the chance to do anything publicly. Until now, it's such a pleasure.
1: Man, John, I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah,
0: me too. So, I mean, you and I were talking about sort of the origin of how we got to know each other, and... (laughs) um. I was giving my my more brutally honest take of the (laughs) initial part. Um, That, I mean, you've been talking to entrepreneurs for years. I'd heard about you from several friends. I I think we connected on Facebook. Um, But for at least six months, I think, like, I mean... I knew you were just someone kind of in my orbit, that, that you work with entrepreneurs, but I didn't really take you seriously. Uh, <laughs> which, I mean, looking back on your background is crazy. I mean, the, the businesses you've grown, the things you've done, um, you're an extremely successful entrepreneur. Who, by the way, I mean, full disclosure now, I'm a student of Alex's. He's one of my, one of my mentors.
1: Well, in full disclosure, vice versa, I've taken classes from John, so I want everyone <laughs> to respect that too.
0: So so yeah, I uh I wouldn't I wouldn't hire this guy if I didn't respect him immensely. But <laughs> that wasn't always the case. Um and it wasn't I mean it for a while you just kinda didn't break through the noise with me until one day you sent me this book called The Entrepreneurial Personality Talk. And you reminded me of what I said to you about that book. I said, I saw myself in every page and it had nothing to do with the chair. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that I even said that, but you're right. I did say that and I still feel that way. So mm. what is the entrepreneurial Personality type. Oh, John, I'm getting chills because the
1: day that you said that to me, it was like one of the most validating, confirming, and intense compliments I've ever gotten about my book. Because um I have like this deep well of respect for who you are and what you've done and how you do things as a human being. And I wanted so badly for you to relate to this. I'm like, I think I wrote this book exactly about John Morrow and, and people like you and I. And then when you said that, it was completely confirming. So here's here's who I believe the entrepreneurial personality type is. This is a concept I created in, in the past several years based on a life's work of studying successful people. I, you know, when I was younger, I I felt like I was so different from the rest of the world. I felt like it was literally a party of one. Like there was only one of me and I I didn't have anyone I really related to. I didn't really feel like anyone understood me. And so I started trying to figure out like what success was. I felt like when I was younger, success was way over there. I'm over here. We're never going to cross paths. And I started looking at personal development. And when you're young and you read personal development, it can get confusing. Like Mm -hmm. you read five personal development books, they argue with each other. And so I stopped that and just started reading about successful people. And I found this, this comfort, this, this familiarity, this, this, this kinship in reading about successful people. Because if you read the lives of three or four successful people, they look totally different. If you read 30 or 40, they still look different. It looks like they've actually diverged more. But when you start reading hundreds and you, you obsess over it, and, and the more that I read, the more I saw these patterns coming up, the more I saw these similarities, the more I saw the, with clarity how similar any person in history that we remember, anyone who matters to be remembered is. And the most common part about people like us and people who who are the entrepreneurial personality type is that we are this small, tiny fraction of the population that gets up every morning, travels into the future, imagines a new reality, comes back to the present, and demands it becomes real. And that, that that process, that going out and, and, and saying, I'm going to change the world, I'm going to make things different, I'm going to make this place a better place, you know, that's not what the average human being does. When you look at the average human being on this planet, the most people, most people are they, they cling to average. They want to be average. They cling desperately to the status quo. Like the the, the goal is to be like everybody else That white fads and trends and and people like homogenize themselves. And, and for people like us, the entrepreneurial personality type, it's the opposite. We're that small percentage of the population that can't turn it off, is always going forward, wants to do more, wants to be more, wants to show up in a different way. And you know, that's why I wrote this book, because I think there's so many people who feel these things and at their core know these things, but haven't had the, the that defined. You know, the way that we define the entrepreneurial personality type is, is we are physiologically sensitive, momentum-based beings that are highly reactive to any type of constraint. And... You know, it's so fascinating, John, because when when someone looks at you, you are the epitome of constraint yeah. like to the average person. You're the epitome of constraint. And, you know, you you literally can only move certain parts of your body that, that like when anybody looks at you, it's like, wow, he, he must just be stuck. And then to know you as a human being, to hang out with you, to have lunch with you, you are one of the most unstuck human beings I've ever met in my entire life. You are, and and most of the time when I'm around you, not all the time, of course, we're all human, but most of the time I'm around you, there's this level of momentum and this level of achievement that I don't get out of my friends who aren't in a chair and who can move and do everything else. You know, I, I remember having lunch with you this one time and I'm like, so John, what's going on? And you're like, well, I'm doing a little biohacking and dating. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, really? And you're like, yeah, I've lost like twenty-five pounds. Biohacking's crushing it. And I've been on, and I can't remember what you said, but it was some ridiculous number of dates. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. This is the entrepreneurial personality type. Navigate the world through a straw and a microphone, but biohacking and dating more than any able-bodied person I know or normal body person that I know. And like That's why it was so confirming for me, John. It was like the best compliment I've ever gotten was that you saw yourself in the EPT.
0: One of the ways I always felt is, I mean, even as like a child or a teenager, I had that chip on my shoulder. It was like, the surest way to to get me to do anything is to tell me I can't. (laughs) So that, that whole idea that, People in wheelchairs, you know, can't go to normal schools or they or they can't um go to college or date or start a business or travel or any of those things, that constraint drove me to fight extraordinarily hard for myself. Yeah. And it's funny, I mean, you know, nowadays people say it's so inspiring. I mean, to me, like I was just I was going crazy. It, that, that, that's why I did all of those things is because, yeah, the surest way to get my attention is to tell me I can't and to make me feel those constraints. Yeah. Um,
1: I remember a couple of years ago when you were told you weren't allowed to travel. Like I thought you might take down an entire airline.
0: Because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I've it been, been the Eagle. <laughs> Yeah, I've now been banned, by the way, by Southwest Airlines. I'm not allowed to fly anymore on Southwest Airlines. That's hilarious. Uh, That's a whole nother story. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, and I might eventually take them down. We'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, when... It told me I can't fly and it it causes problems. You know, John, one of my favorite
1: Uh, things is to share with people. Like I I, I talk about our relationship a lot because every time we hang out, I get so much from it. And so I'll share with people that I have a friend who, one of the top bloggers in the world, one of the, you know, uh, has a team, has a team that actually takes care of him personally, has, you know, has made these massive contributions. And then I end the story with saying, you're also in a chair and you navigate the world through a straw and through a microphone and people are blown away. And here's, what's interesting when I'm around you, the part that's inspiring is that you're an entrepreneur crushing it, not that you're in a chair. It's just that you're doing what you're doing and you're helping so many people and you're creating these outcomes. And so, you know, when I look at the entrepreneurial personality type throughout history, that's who it's always been. You know, that it's, it's the person throughout history who, gets up in the morning and says, how do we make things better here? How do we make things grow? How do we make things different? And, you know, for all of us who have felt different and isolated and alone, we have to understand that that is our tribe. That is who we are. That's where we come from. And so, uh, you know, hanging out with you is like just this massive confirmation of, of, of the work that I've done of, of the, the theories that I have, because, you know, here's, here's what I often tell people. The world can be in crisis and you can be in momentum. You know, for a lot of people, John, they would look at you and say, John Morrow lives in crisis. They just don't get it. You live in momentum. Like when you pay attention, you, you know, your your focus determines your reality. So your reality is yours to create. So if you're focused, and, and I've, I've had in-depth conversations with John about this. So I've got some insider information on it. But like, I remember we had a conversation once about how, fear is different for you. Fear process is different for you because there's no physiological aspect to it that you are, you are very calm in a crisis. You're very calm when there's fear. And what's interesting is like listening to that helped me so much understand myself in crisis, understand like, Hey, if John cannot have these reactions, can, can calm, can, can process, then why can't I? And so you know, I, I, the, the conversations the two of us have had—they they stick with me for so long. It's it's like some of the most intense lessons that I've gotten, John.
0: Likewise, likewise, and the idea that there is a personality type for people who change the world, basically. Yeah, was one of those ideas that stuck with me. And I mean, for anyone listening, I mean. You, you, you could very easily say, Well, I'm not like John, you know, I'm I'm not in a chair, I'm not running a business. This doesn't apply to me. But I think if you're one of those people who wants to make the world a better place, you want to change the world in a positive way, that's the defining thing. And other than that, I mean we're all weird in different ways, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm weird and the way that I work, but I've, I've been in contact with a lot of your other clients. And I mean, all of us are strange <laughs> in different ways. And that seems almost to be another one of the defining characteristics.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, anyone who's listening to you and I, here's my belief, like attracts like. And if you're sitting there and you're thinking, am I an entrepreneur? Am I an entrepreneurial personality type? Am I like this? I, my belief is there is no question that you're one of us, you know, I, I, but here, here's what I want you to think about. You know, if you're listening to us, then you're probably one of those people who loves to be in momentum, to love, loves to get things done, to make things happen. You know, when I say in momentum, it's that feeling of making things happen. The world is following your wake. You're, you're just, you're creating, you're doing, you're, you're doing what makes you feel like you're alive. And for people like us, that is that is when we feel alive when we are actually making things happen when we're changing things when we're creating outcomes when we're writing or designing or creating in any way. And when you look at the majority of the population, I would argue that it's not like that the majority of the population wants time off. The majority of the population calls in sick. You know, it's so funny having a friend like you, John, and then knowing that there's people in the world who call in sick, because you could legit call in sick every single day and nobody would say anything. But there but as long as I've known you, the the, one of the, the most consistent complaints that I've ever heard from you is the periods where you can't work or the periods where you don't have the energy you normally have or you can't show up the way you normally do. And so for people like us, it's this drive and I would even say it's this physiological like mental chemical need to make things happen, that if we're not, it holds us back and it feels, like, it feels like we're not showing up in the world.
0: So what would you say to someone who is listening to this and is saying, okay, this totally sounds like me. I'm one of these people. But is now the right time to even mm. think about becoming an entrepreneur with coronavirus, everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. What's your take on that?
1: Um, here's my belief, and, and this is a sincere, deep belief. The bigger the crisis, the bigger the opportunity. And I want to make something clear. I'm not cheering this crisis on uh, at all. But I believe the bigger the crisis, the bigger the opportunity. And here's what we are faced with as a world right now. I want to go very theoretical, and then I'll take it, this to a tactic, but very theoretical. When you look at what we're faced with as a world, we have now had the introduction of this new crisis that has caused division and and pain and suffering and frustration and massive constraint around the world. In every country in the world, they're experiencing constraint they never have before. At the same time, I believe the coronavirus, this current crisis is the biggest accelerator we've ever seen in the history of man or technology. In fact, I just saw a graph a couple days ago, a friend of mine shared it with me who's in e-commerce. And there's a graph that shows consistent growth of e-commerce over the past 10 years. And then since March, they have equaled the growth of the last 10 years. So we just had 10 years worth of e-commerce maturation in a six-month period. The reason I bring this up is the entire world is going to shift and change and completely mature from this and evolve from this and so when somebody asks me is this a good time to become an entrepreneur this is my sincere belief this is one of the best times in history to become an entrepreneur here's why what will happen in this crisis and what has happened in every crisis in history and by the way like anyone if you want to talk about it i can explain to you how every crisis this was our way out entrepreneurial personality type entrepreneurs like us identified opportunity rose above the noise got it into momentum, started hauling with it and making it happen and took the rest of the world with them. And so not only is today one of the best times to be in business because of the opportunity we're presented with, we need you now more than ever to go out and start a business because what will solve not just the, the, you know, this isn't a medical crisis anymore. This is a socioeconomic crisis. This is one of the most massive economic crises we've ever seen in our lifetimes. And what will solve this economic crisis and every other economic crisis is entrepreneurs creating businesses that grow us out of this. So not only do I believe this is one of the best times in history to be an entrepreneur because of what's going on, I also believe this is one of those times in history when as an entrepreneur, if you go out and you create a business and you create value and you're contributing to people, the universe will lift you up. The universe will boost that business because we need it now more than, they have, than we ever have. There's an imbalance. The amount of energy that is, has stalled in the world, the amount of energy that is stuck in the world is massive. If you poke through and release some of that, it's going to be amazing what happens to your business. John, you probably know this already, but we have four companies in our membership that started with us within the last two years when they were at less than four million and every one of those four companies just had million a million dollar month. And it's because this opportunity is massive for the people who are positioning themselves correctly, who are putting themselves out there and who are creating opportunities for others. And so if you're, you're thinking like, should I be an entrepreneur? First, I want you to know, the only people who ask that questions are the, one, are the ones who should. And if you feel a little imposter syndrome, congratulations, because imposters don't get imposter syndrome. So you're doing things right. And now is as good a time as there ever was to move into this space.
0: For me and a lot of other entrepreneurs I know, there's even a sense right now of the world needs us. 100%. The world needs us to step up and, I mean, in in the case of my company, I'm the the small way that we step up is we teach people how to work from home. That's what we do. And I mean, that's a really important thing where, I mean, for us too, over the past three months, we, we have the best, our last quarter was better than any quarter last year. Yeah, there you go. Um, And it's because you're stepping up and you're fulfilling a need that people have and people are desperate yeah. now more, more so than ever for a company that can help them make those kinds of changes. No question.
1: And, and they're not just desperate for a company that will help them make changes. I think people right now, people like us, not everybody, but people like you and I, people who are listening, like here's what I know about the entrepreneurial personality type. There's this concept we call the call of contribution. And it's this voice in your head that at some point in your life starts saying weird stuff to you, like, hey, you can do more. You can be more, you can help more people. You can make a bigger difference. You can leave something behind. You can make an impact. You can leave your dent in the universe. And you know, that, that, that drone, that call, that conversation in our heads starts at different times for all of us. But here's what I know about people like us. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it and it only gets louder. Yeah. And if you, do you know what I'm talking about, John?
0: Yeah, I mean, it literally just about drove me crazy when I first started hearing that for me, I was stuck on Medicaid in 2010, Mm -hmm. um, limited to $800 a month, not able to make any more money than that, unable to get health insurance. And it literally drove me crazy enough to drive to Mexico and start my own company outside the U.S. because there was literally no way to make it happen here. And people look and say, that's insane. That was the co- The only way I could start a business was literally to leave the country. And eventually, I went crazy enough to the point where my grandmother came over the day before I left and begged me not to go <laughs> because it was so crazy. <laughs> but, but... I, I just felt like if I stay here another day, I'm literally going to lose my mind. Stuck in $800 a month, just, I mean, kill someone like us, you know, stay at home, don't make any money, don't start a business, don't do anything. It's like, it's a that's death worse. sentence. Yeah, it's, it's worse than death.
1: It's worse than a death sentence. You're right. It really is.
0: So I was like, my grandmother said, but you could die. And I said, Grandma, it's, I know it's probably hard to hear this, but there are worse things. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to live like this. I, I have to try, and I don't think I'm going to die. And I didn't, and it was the best decision I ever made, but people wonder where did I find that strength? I felt that call to do something more with my life than just sit around and watch daytime TV all day. Yeah. I didn't have a choice. Um, Hmm. And I think that's what you're talking about. If you have that personality type, there comes a point in your life where you're like, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't. It's just, you feel like you're losing your mind if you don't do something. Yeah, you
1: know, I I share with people that, I share that, you know, people like you and I, and and those of you listening, like see if this resonates, we need momentum like the rest of the world needs oxygen if we're not feeling that forward motion, that contribution, that feeling of making things happen, we literally feel like we are wilting and, and being crushed. And, and really, we feel like we're dying. You know, I have this theory about people like us. There's really three states of momentum we exist in. The first one we already talked about, it's, it's when we're, we're in momentum, when we're making things happen, when the world's falling in our wake. You know, when I go out and speak, I ask like, what does that feel like? And I get all different types of questions or answers. Um, It's funny. In California, I get answers that sound like you're high because it's like drug answers. In New York, I get a lot of cussing and a lot of aggressive answers. In the Midwest, (laughs) I get a lot of really passive, polite answers. But sooner or later, no matter where I am, somebody says, it feels like you're alive. And that's the one I always stop on. Because when we're in momentum, I feel like that's where people like us feel like we're alive. And alive is what we're meant to feel. You know, the, The second stage of momentum or the second state that we exist in is when we're facing resistance. It's what you're describing, John. It's being in the apartment at $800 a month on Medicaid, feeling trapped, feeling like you can't do anything, but knowing there's more and having certainty that that voice in your head is not gonna go away and it needs to be answered. And when we are facing resistance, here's what's interesting. We face resistance, but we see this tiny light at the end of the tunnel. And we compel ourselves towards it and we compel it towards us. And even though the people in our lives are like, John, that light's a train. Get out of the tunnel. (laughs) We ignore them. We go towards the light. And when we step through it, that is exactly where we create who we are today. You know that story, don't you, John?
0: Yeah. I mean, when I look back at my past, I mean, that little light, there are so many situations I've been in where people say, you know, it's like one out of a thousand chance. Yeah. And what's crazy is when you look mathematically back through that, I've been in that situation hundreds of times (laughs) and and been in the one out of a thousand chance. And I hit it every time. (laughs) Mathematically, that's impossible. You, You can't get the odds in your favor to do that. There's something about being drawn to that little light and being able to ignore the rest of it and not being able even to take the path that most people take. Yeah. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. If, or if I did, it would poison my soul.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. Like, that's how it is for people like us because you know that that light at the end of the tunnel if you're seeing it if you're feeling it if you know there's a destination out there for you you have to do everything you can to pursue it because you know i said there were three states of momentum there's being in momentum there's facing resistance and then there's the third one and this one's interesting it's the one that i call full constraint it's when we don't know the path forward when we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel when we don't know our next steps when when like when the future shuts down for us and here's what's interesting like it can happen to anyone and it, it you can be in a totally normal situation being totally full constraint and here it, this has happened to me it's happened to all of us and when it happens to me the first thing that happens is physiologically i break down I, I like i feel tired i feel exhaustion i feel fatigued the second thing that happens is is cognitively like i don't think very well i don't I, i'm not as sharp i'm not as quick to make decisions i kind of get a little bit of brain fog and then the big thing is when i'm in full constraint I absolutely feel the chemical depression of constraint. Now, if we flip that coin and we say, when you're in momentum, what does it feel like? When we're on momentum, we're physiologically boosted. Like, John, when you're in momentum, do you have more stamina, more, you can do more, you can actually get more done, you can put more out there?
0: I can stay 100% focused for days. Days. Almost without sleep. Yeah, days. Crazy.
1: No question, and it's not just physiologically boosted. John, when you're in that feeling of momentum, cognitively, don't you find you make decisions faster, you see the future brighter, you actually can navigate things more easily? Yeah, it's a completely different state, yeah. And then here's the big one, the chemical high of momentum. When we are in momentum, we are actually chemically boosted throughout our entire being. You know what I'm talking about, John?
0: Yeah, like when Southwest told me I couldn't fly, it was actually like the next two days were like the best two days of my life i
1: remember like (laughs) you were a madman it was
0: awesome i went crazy like yeah it it was on people (laughs) magazine usa today and all over the place and people were like oh i'm so sorry you have to deal with this it sounds like a miserable experience and i'm like
1: what it was that's the opposite of what i said i remember when you messaged me and told me what was going on i'm like oh man i feel so bad for southwest yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, they had to uh, respond to so many reporters over that situation, and it's still not over. But the, what was amazing about that was it didn't drain me. It energized me. I felt like I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do. And because of that, um, yeah, I had less energy for that time period.
1: Yeah, I remember it was, I, I remember connecting with you during that time period. And it was like, you were in moment. It wasn't like you were in momentum. You were in momentum. You were boosted. Like you, you were going to do whatever it took. And I, I really, that was really my first thought was, Oh man, Southwest has no idea what is coming at them. <laughs> like yes. they don't understand who John Morrow is. This is not the guy to pick a fight with. And by the way, I realize I'm saying multi-billion, multi multi-billion dollar, multinational corporation with, Tens of thousands of people versus John, I'm worried about Southwest 100% of
0: the time. <laughs> and, I mean, that's a gift that, I mean, the, the good thing about that is, I mean, eventually I'm gonna win that fight. <laughs> and, I mean, there's, again, no question me, I'll eventually win the fight. No question. Um, the,
1: and in so many ways, you already have, John. Yeah, real.
0: in many ways I have. And not only will that benefit me, but it helps move an entire industry forward. It helps other people who have difficulty moving to be able to fly more, more easily. Um, it's, it's one of those things that, what seems like a very personal issue for me is actually something that affects millions of people
1: i remember when i talked to you about it it was very interesting having a conversation with you during that time john because you described the entire problem and it wasn't about you it was about everyone who is in the same boat as you and how you were taking this on for everyone who has trouble moving who has trouble getting off on off planes and you were like incensed that there was a tool that would work for everyone that wasn't working and so you know it's interesting is To the outside world, it looked like you were fighting to get on a plane so you could go speak. When in the conversation, you were fighting for an entire Population of people who are being ignored and overlooked. And like, that's why I think it was such a massive period of momentum for you because this, that, and, and still is. I, I think it's funny, even when we brought it up now, I can tell you get reanimated by it. And yeah. I think it's because you and I both know that there are people out there who don't have the platform that you have, don't have the energy you have, don't have the motivation you have, but still need the help.
0: Yeah. And to be able to do that, I, I, I guess what I tell everyone is I mean, yes, that's a crazy story, but if you put two hundred entrepreneurs in the room, like what when I went to your billionaire code summit, I mean number one, that's probably like the scariest room in America at that point because <laughs> of, of all the crazy people with all their crazy ideas go, we changing the world in amazing ways, yeah, um. To a lot of people, that would be the scariest room in America. To us, it felt like home, like family. Family, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, but what's crazy is you go into a room of 200 entrepreneurs, and every almost all of them have some sort of a story like that, where they get into a fight, where they are doing something that's bigger than themselves, and they will work tirelessly to make it happen. And for anyone who feels like, wow, you know, I really want to change the world. Wait for that moment when someone tells you, you can't. Yeah. And the energy, I mean, at least for me, it it just comes out of nowhere. It's like, all right, let's go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is how I interpret that, John. You know, um, I read hundreds, hundreds, and 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 perhaps thousands of stories of human beings that that rose up, that did something, that changed the world, that left an impact that we remember, and. Here's what's interesting, if you read the stories of successful people and you read enough of them, here's what you realize, 100% of them are underdog stories. There's no such thing as the person who woke up and, and won from the day that they started. You know, like it is, it is far easier to find the person who was, you know, like Oprah Winfrey, abused and raped and left for dead, like literally left for dead, shouldn't even be on this planet right now, and then became a woman who is so important. Her name some, means something forward and backward. And, you know, the, the way that I, I, I share this, the way that I interpret this is that for anyone listening, it doesn't matter what challenge or issue or disease or, or uh, you know, challenging your abilities or challenging your environment, whatever it is, Someone like us has been there, has overcome it, and has gone on to change the world, and you can too. You know, and and sharing this, like, with John Morrow is one of the, like, this is one of the highlights of of any podcast I've ever done, because John's a perfect example. Like, there literally is no constraint if you refuse to believe in it. And your, your focus literally guides your reality, so reality is yours to create. So when you change your focus, you create a new reality for yourself. And if you're listening to us right now, I want you to just know something like, I believe this with every part of my being. If you think back through history and you think of anyone who you remember, anyone who matters to be remembered, they were just like us. And here's what that means. That means that everyone through history that you remember, that matters to be remembered is your tribe. That is who you are. That is your birthright. That is where you come from. And so when you look at, can I do this, should I do this? If there's an imposter saying that you shouldn't, that is confirmation you should move forward because I, like I said, imposters don't get imposter syndrome. And if you have any doubt that you can, you need to remember that there has been someone who's had less than you, less ability, less, less resources, less time, less of whatever it is. And they have overcome those things and anything else that was going on with them and still made it happen. And so I just want I want all of us to remember that, that we are put here on this planet to fulfill what we need to go out there and do. And for entrepreneurial personality types, it's, it's making the, the greatest contribution we can. And I want to make something clear because sometimes I'm misinterpreted when I say making the greatest contribution. Here's what I believe. In our world, the human beings who create value, value flows to the greatest contribution. So if you're making a massive contribution, you should also be making a massive income because when people vote with their dollars and they put them where they want to put them, they're going to put them with the person who's helping them the most. And so I'm not just talking about going out and changing the world for the better. You will do that. What I'm talking about is going out and changing the world for the better, building a massive income and an empire so that you can create the change you want in the
0: world. And I I truly believe that's who we are. Dude, if I weren't already a student, I'd say, sign me up. <laughs> I, love so, you, John. <laughs> I mean I'm totally on board with you. And what's what's crazy is I mean, to go back to where we started, just with me reading your book for the first time and thinking, wow, this describes me too. Fast forward to now and not only have I accepted that that's who i am but also i've learned all the different pieces of how to harness that to its fullest potential how to how to build a team how to communicate
1: Mm.
0: with a group with a large group of people how to plan effectively how to um make sure you're talking to the right avatar, to um, how to put systems in place to where it frees up your time, to hiring and all of those types of things. You have to learn. And in the beginning, that's overwhelming. But what's been so special to me is the idea that other people have gone before you. Mm. I mean, you went before me and also other people went before you that you learned from. Yeah, no doubt. And so, I mean, from this conversation, if we look backward, there's a huge amount of preparation from other people that have gone into creating the systems that that you've just kind of codified into a system to help entrepreneurs harness their potential and I mean so for anyone who wants to learn more about the entrepreneurial personality type or you or your work or or momentum or anything what what's the best thing for them to do right now
1: well John we have a a pretty unique opportunity coming up in the first week of October we I'm doing a um a three-day training and we're putting it out there for everyone. We know that there's a lot of people who have time right now. There's a lot of people who who want to do something new, and so I'm doing a training that encompasses far deeper on the entrepreneurial personality type than we were able to cover today. Uh, we're going to go into the billionaire code, which is our process to go from zero to a hundred million dollars in a business, so that you have an understanding of where you are, what you should do next, and then give you the tools that that create momentum in a business and and the frameworks that will create clarity so that you have certainty about what to do next and I'm really excited about this training. My wife and I have been working on it for about the last month, and my team is completely pumped about it. We want to go out and help hundreds of entrepreneurs all at the same time create massive clarity, massive certainty, commit to their future, and get into momentum. And uh, the URL that we have set up for it is momentummasterclass.com. Uh, it's a totally free training. You can sign up at Momentum Masterclass, and we'll send you prompts when the trainings are happening. And I'd love for anyone who's listening to us to join me live. Ask questions, participate. Um, this, is, this is going to be very intense and very exciting for anyone who relates to what we've been talking about today.
0: And what I would just say to everyone, I mean, I mean obviously I believe in Alex, otherwise he wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> but if you're one of those people where you have the desire to change the world, you owe it to yourself and to the world to get the training you need to make that happen. So, I mean, Alex, in my opinion, is the best teacher out there right now. But even let's say you don't believe me. I mean, I'll, I'll be totally selfless here. And I don't think you'll mind either. Alex, go get training from somebody. <laughs> the, the the world needs you to start your, start your business, to build your team, to do the things you're going to do. Alex is one option there for you. It's one that's worked well for me. Um, but one way or another, I mean, right now is one of those times where the world needs entrepreneurs to step up. And so, I mean, that's why I was so excited about having you here, Alex. I mean, other than just talking with you again, which is always fun, but just to encourage anyone who might feel like, wow, this is me, to give them a path forward forward, to expose them to some of the training and the people they need to help them so that they can go out there and change the world too
1: i really appreciate that john and you know what i totally agree with you um my goal for the entrepreneurial personality types out there my goal for everyone listening is that you find the person you want to learn from and if i can help i would love that if you're already learning from john you are with one of the most amazing teachers on the planet and if you're listening to us and you're not learning from someone, go find the person for you. You know, try us out. Try someone out. But like John said, we, neither of us cares where you get it. We want you to go get the knowledge, get the information so that you can get into momentum. Because like John said, and like I've said, the world needs us now more than it ever has. And there is so much evidence about that, of that that it's undeniable. This is our time. This is the time for entrepreneurs to step up and move this revolution forward because it's happening whether we want to or not. Let's just go control it, guide it, grow it, and make it as intense as possible and make this world a better place.
0: Amen, brother.